Hey everybody, Saul Marquez here with the Outcomes Rocket. Are you going to health? That's H-L-T-H. It's the largest and most important conference for health innovation. H-L-T-H, pronounced health, is a one-of-a-kind ecosystem event for the health industry, and they're on a mission to bring together 5,000-plus senior leaders to solve the most pressing problems facing healthcare today and actualize the most promising opportunities to improve health. They bring together senior leaders from across, across payers, providers, employers, investors, fast-growing startups, pharma, policymakers, and innovation centers to ask one question. How do we create the future of health? I'll be there, and I hope to see you there too. If you use Outcomes Rocket Podcast 150 as the promo code, that's Outcomes Rocket Podcast 150, you'll get $150 off your ticket. Looking forward to seeing you there. Go to hlth.com to sign up. That's hlth.com. Use that promo code, Outcomes Rocket Podcast 150. And I am excited to see you there. I'll even have a booth recording some podcasts live at the event, the MGM in Las Vegas. So, so excited to see you there. Don't be afraid to say hi. And uh, we're going to learn a lot there. So HLTH.com. Today, I have the privilege of hosting Aaron Orr. He is the founder of the XR Health and the CEO of XR Health USA. He's an XIAF executive officer and holds a BA in business management, government, and politics, and an MBA in entrepreneurship and innovation. Aaron founded XR Health after experiencing a long rehabilitation process, and he believes that the XR technology, which is VR, AR, and MR, will change healthcare as we know it. XR Health is a first-of-its-kind healthcare technology company that helps clinicians better manage their patients' care via a specialized extended reality medical platform. XR Health provides breakthrough medical tools via XR content while delivering real-time health analytics. They offer a variety of patent-pending solutions from rehabilitation services to cognitive testing, from pain management to psychological assessment tools. XR Health is the first XR healthcare company in the world that is ISO certified, and all its medical applications are FDA authorized. The healthcare industry has numerous challenges, lack of standardization, high costs, poor monitoring, and low preventative care. No one wants to spend time in a hospital or a rehab center when undergoing treatment. However, when a person puts on an XR headset, they're transported to a place that's fun and engaging. And Aaron's gonna walk us through a little bit more about the technology, how it's changing care for the better, and guiding us through the experience that he's had with the company. So with that, I want to introduce Aaron to the podcast. Welcome. And thanks for having me. It's a privilege, my friend. So what is it that uh, got you into the healthcare sector? So um, I'm a former F-16 pilot uh, in the Israeli Air Force. And four years ago, I was diagnosed with suffering from whiplash. Wow. Flight. And during my own rehab, uh, basically, the idea came about to combine VR and rehab, and that was our first application that we developed, a basically application where someone, a patient that is suffering from whiplash or a herniated disc, can put a VR headset on, do the physical therapy exercise in a fun and engaging way, and share the data about the, the patient performance with their clinician. And today, as you described earlier, we are basically developing a very 
broad solutions using VR and AR in the healthcare space? Well, I think it's, uh, you know, firstly, thanks for sharing your story. And, you know, I always wonder when you're up in the air like that, flying at such high speeds, I mean, it's got to be traumatic to your body. Without a doubt. So the, especially F-16 and F-15s are aircraft that can maneuver up to 9G in, a, in an instant. My gosh. Uh, and the forces that basically that you are experiencing, especially during dogfights, are very intense and can obviously impact your body. And add to that component the fact that fighter pilots today flying with helmet displays that are relatively heavy, that basically creates the you know, different kind of injuries. One of them is, is like with that, basically. Yeah, yeah, the things that, that uh, you have to think about. And so firstly, thanks for sharing your story. I'm glad that you're doing better. But you got to a point where you were frustrated and not willing to accept the care that was available. And, and a lot of great companies begin that way. The other interesting thing is, is that, you know, this, this simulation technology, something that is already widely adopted in other industries like the airline industry, so I think it's brilliant that being a user of the technology, now you're, you're finding a different application of this. So I'd love to hear from you, Aaron, maybe an early success story and how you guys have been able to improve outcomes through your technology. So maybe before we dive into the numerous success stories, I think the listeners, maybe I'll explain in a sentence or two why I believe VR is a game changer for patients and in the healthcare space. And, and it's basically because of three different elements. The first element is that once a patient, anyone, by the way, is putting a VR headset on. And you know what, Iran? It's worth kind of uh, making sure folks know. So VR is virtual reality. I just don't want to leave anybody behind. Like, what is VR, right? We have so many acronyms in healthcare. You're right. And that's one yeah. of the reasons why <laughs> we at some point said, okay, you know what? Let's uh, rename ourselves to Excel. So for the audience that is not familiar with the technology, so VR is the fully immersive headset and experiences. The one that you saw people putting on and getting really scared, bouncing into walls. But basically, it's fully immersive, right? It's basically strap a VR headset, and you are in that virtual reality world at that time. That's VR. AR is basically overlaying virtual objects on top of the real world. The companies that are developing AR glasses today are Magic Leap, Microsoft with the HoloLens. Those are the companies that are developing AR solutions. You have the AR kit, which basically do the same, have the same concept just by using your phone, right? You're pointing your phone and you see through the camera different kind of virtual reality objects. So this is AR and MR is actually something in between. Some people call AR and MR and, and using those two instruments to describe the same phenomena. And what is MR? What does the M stand for? Mixed reality. Mixed reality. Okay, got it. So I think today we are starting to see solution that is basically using the VR devices. Uh, and on top, in order to have basically, to, in order for the VR devices to have uh, six degrees of freedom where you can walk freely and interact the technology that's being used today called inside our tracking. It's basically a camera that is on top of the VR devices, and by doing so, the VR device can know whether you are, you know, how you are interacting in the in the real world, and and basically that's how they're changing the virtual world. Got now, it. by using those cameras, 
calls pass-through. Basically, those cameras are now mapping the room, but also showing you the room through video. That's something that is now more mixed reality. Either way, for the, in order to simplify things for the audience, it's just different kind of immersiveness using virtual reality glasses. Fascinating. So tell us a little bit more about this, right? So I think I appreciate you diving us into the, the detail of that. And you were about to tell us about why virtual reality is good for patients. So uh, it's not just good for patients. It's, it's why I believe VR or those type of extended reality devices will basically change healthcare as you know it because of three different reasons. So the first reason is that Again, once someone is putting a VR headset on, they are not in the hospital. They are not in the rehab centers. They are not in that unpleasant situations. And that has psychological aspects and even elements of brain plasticity. Uh, we are using VR today during chemotherapy, doing dialysis, even in the OR. And we can see amazing effect of how patients are using VR and that is actually have an impact on their experience and even pain. And by doing so, can affect the body. So that's the power of virtual reality and basically the ability to hijack the brain to make, make us feel that we are somewhere else. So that's one element that this technology can bring to the table and, and can create a huge impact. The second element is that once you put a VR headset on, you are basically become, become an element in a computer-generated environment. And once that patient is, an, an, is another element in that computer-generated environment, we can quantify everything that he's doing. And because we can control and manipulate the context, the insights that we can generate are far more valuable than any other sensor or device. Because the only variable is the patient. And that's why we're using it today during physical therapy and uh, cognitive rehab and assessment, including traumatic brain injuries and with patients with MS or Alzheimer. And the third element is that location is meaningless. I don't care where the patient is. They can do everything remotely. And in three weeks from now, we are launching the first telehealth VR platform where the physician can be anywhere that he wants, the patient can be anywhere that he wants, and the clinician can change the virtual reality environment of the patient and basically manipulate the entire session as he pleased. And I think those three elements would make a huge difference in the healthcare system. Well, I think it's a, it's a fascinating use case spread that you just uh, shared with us, and it's kind of a no-brainer. And there's a lot of things that you could think about its applications, whether it be physical therapy or mental health. There's so much you could do with this technology. So uh, love that you gave us the basics there, Aaron. Give us some examples. How has your technology improved outcomes so far? Let's start with the, uh, the first use cases, the first use case and the application that I just described that I'm, I'm suffering or this injury that I'm suffering from. So we are now concluding clinical trials. And by the way, we're now conducting 19 clinical trials in parallel. But in one of the clinical trials, we just proved that VR as a measurement device is basically five times more accurate than anything that is being done today in the physical therapy field. And we have patients that now can, patient and clinician that can now quantify their progress in a way that they couldn't than in any other way. So in the physical therapy today, in order to measure your range of motion, 
your uh, quality of the movement, your accuracy. Basically, you're using tools from the 60s without any technology. And it's uh, basically eyeballing it, eyeballing the outcome. And after one minute of uh, using our cervical spine application, the physician and the patient can get far more detailed report about the patient's status, including in range of motion, accuracy, response time, reaction time. And by doing so, now they can manage the procedures or the protocols and change something if they want to change it. So that's one use case that we are already seeing huge success. Another clinical trial that we, are, we just concluded and we published a few weeks ago, one of our application is for hot flashes. We are using it as a cognitive behavioral therapy, basically. So we did, we conducted a clinical trial with 34 patients that suffered from hot flashes after going chemotherapy, one of the side effects of, of chemotherapy. And they used our application once or twice a day for three weeks. And after those three weeks, we saw 50% reduction of night sweats, 50% reduction of hot flashes, and basically better results than any drug in the market with no side effects, which is the important part. Yeah. Again, we have other amazing ongoing clinical trials and that are showing that the usage of VR could be a replacement for opiates in several locations. Again, I can go on and on, but they are basically endless, endless potential, and we are just strapping the surface now. Well, I'll tell you what, I've, I've been over the last, I'd say, two years, no, probably a year and a half, Iran, I've been just kind of playing with the idea of, hey, you know, meditation and VR. And one, about two years ago, I, I did a VR meditation. It helped me so much. But I just, after just our brief conversation here, I wrote it down. After we're done talking, Aaron, I'm going to buy myself a pair of VR goggles, and I'm just going to do it. <laughs> so, so Oculus just, uh, Oculus just uh, released three weeks ago the Oculus Quest. And uh -huh. the Quest, as I believe, it's the iPhone 1 of VR. It's mind-blowing, 400 bucks, and it's really an amazing device. Just mind-blowing. It's a standalone. You don't need to connect it to any computer, just the Wi-Fi. Six degrees of freedom. Really impressive. So how about the ones, uh, I've, I've seen, I've seen like the, I think it's like the Oculus Go. What do you think about mm -hmm. that one? So the difference between the Oculus Go and the Oculus Quest is whether you can walk freely and interact, including your hands. Mm -hmm. So the Oculus Go, it's a great tool for pain management or if you want to watch movies, but basically it's a stationary VR. So I think if, if that's what you want to do with VR, that's a great tool and it's a $200 headset. But if you want to have the full experience and, the, and, and see and experience the full capabilities of VR, Oculus Quest is the solution for you. you can is walk that through. right? Yeah. Well, there we go. I think I know which one I'm buying. Okay. <laughs> this is great. Appreciate that input. So as we dive in and consider all the, all the benefits here, why is it not being used more widely, Aaron? So I think we are doing market education at the moment. And... We are still facing challenges but by the fact that we need to convince people that the VR is not for gamers. So the, the VR industry and still is mostly focusing, focused on, on the gaming industry. But we believe that the healthcare sector is much bigger and the value proposition that the VR can bring to the table 
for the healthcare market is in a magnitude better than what the, what the, the, the value position that it has on the gaming in the gaming industry. And we are using VR as a certified medical device. We are a medical device company. We have FDA registration for five of our apps at the moment and we'll register more in the near future. And my biggest challenge today is to convince providers, payers, pharma company, pharma companies that VR is, is not a game, not a gaming tool. It's a, it's a medical device that you can utilize that will improve outcomes, reduce costs, provide ROI, better access, but it's a struggle. It's still a small market, but we are, um, I think we are on the right track, but that's exactly why I'm in your, you know, doing this podcast. Hopefully people that will listen will be willing to give it a try. One of the biggest yeah. trouble is that I can't convince people what VR is all about without them trying it out. That's right. one of the biggest biggest challenge that, that we are facing. And we need more people that just be willing to try it out. What we are seeing is that organizations that start with, especially hospitals, by the way, starting with one department and then more physicians want to utilize it in their department for other use case. But we need that first believer that will take the leap of faith. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, the folks listening to this, Iran, are, are the decision makers. And uh, folks, if you have a problem that maybe traditional methods have not helped, whether it be in the clinic, in the hospital, or if you're even a, a healthcare company that needs to do training, for instance, these are the types of applications that can make a difference. Quit hitting your head against a brick wall. Try something new. And in the show notes, we'll, we'll leave a way for you to contact Iran if you want to get something like that started. So I uh, really appreciate that background. It makes a lot of sense. And you convinced me, Iran. so I'm buying my headset after we're done. Excellent. <laughs> and so what would you say your proudest experience has been to date with the company, Aaron? That's a good question. I think that every, it's, it's not a, like a single moment. I think every patient that we are helping, for me, that's a success. And basically, we're trying to, do, to win and to help patients use new technologies that can help them with you know, that situation that they are in. So I think that, for me, it's a, that's the win. Yeah, and you know, it's it's interesting because I mean, I guess you know, it's an FDA approved app. So as a consumer, can you get it yourself or do you need for it to be prescribed? So we have different apps. So the physical therapy or the motor function app, those one are RX, the pain management are over the counter. Okay. But either way, we are trying to we decided basically not to go directly to the consumer. We want to work with healthcare organizations to help us and work together to educate the market and the patient. Sure. So that's, uh, again, it's, it's, uh, we had a dilemma, by the way, whether to go directly sure. to the consumer or to work with the healthcare organizations. And we decided to, that if we want to actually create change in the industry and try to implement new technologies, we need to work together as an ecosystem. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. And I think it's a, it's the way to go if you want to capture the broader base of, of users in a market that, that is financed through third party. So yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's a, it's a great call, Iran. So folks, 
call to action here is if something in today's podcast resonated, check out the show notes for more information, outcomesrocket.health. And in the search bar, type in Iran. It's E-R-A-N. And you'll find uh, all of the things that we've discussed there. It's time for the lightning round, followed by a book that you recommend to the listeners. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. What's the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? Measure. Measure, measure, measure. What you can't measure, you can't improve. What's the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? Try to promote products that doesn't have a clear ROI. Aaron, how do you stay relevant as an organization despite constant change? Move quickly. And what's an area of focus that drives everything at your firm? That's a good question. I think uh, agile and, and again, move quickly and, uh, and, and just change things and understand as soon as possible if you need to, if it's not, if things are not working and how you basically adjust. Love it. And uh, these next two are more on a personal note. What's your number one health habit? I'm trying to run. <laughs> um, I'm trying to. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you and me both. I'm trying yeah. to as well. <laughs> yeah, to be an entrepreneur and, and, and uh, to maintain a healthy lifestyle, that's a hard thing to do. It's a good challenge, right? Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. And what would you say your number one success habit is? I don't think I have a success habit, but that's not I think, you know, I'm... I'm I don't have a clear, clear so, answer on this, on this one. What about this? What, like, so you obviously became an F-16 pilot. What quality helped you get there? Because that's not easy. I think that what I'm trying to do, constantly change, you know, challenging my assumptions and try to debrief every time that I'm making a mistake and try not to do the same mistake again. Love it. Love it. It's a great habit. I uh, appreciate you sharing those two. And, uh, and on the book side, what book would you recommend to the listeners? So I'm actually reading a lot of uh, startup books lately. Uh, so I just completed Zero to One by the founder of uh, PayPal, which I thought was very interesting as a founder. I'm also reading now Pitch Anything, which is also a great book for someone that basically, by the way, it could be relevant for anyone. And another book that I think is an amazing book it's called The Third Door. And uh, if anyone is interested in entrepreneurship and you know, starting new things, I think The Third Door is an amazing book. Love it. Some great recommendations there. Again, folks, go to outcomesrocket.health in the search bar. Type in Iran, E-R-A-N, and you'll find all of our show notes there. Before we conclude, I'd love if you could just share a closing thought and then where the listeners could continue the conversation with you, Iran. As we spoke in at the beginning, I think if we want to move the healthcare sector and industry forward, we need to take a leap of faith. And one of those leap of faith is to try new things. And I think one of the challenges that I'm facing, and any, anyone in the healthcare space is facing, is it's very hard to have innovation in the health, to have new innovation deployed in the healthcare space. And we need those people that are the innovators that will help us as a technology company, not just us, but all any new technology that want to improve the healthcare space to basically to be implemented in the healthcare space. And those are the kind of people that we would be love to get in touch with and work together to better understand how we can utilize new technologies to improve patients' lives. A great message, Iran. And where would be the best place for folks to reach out to you? 
So xr.health, that's our website. You can just uh, go to our website, but um, you can reach me and find me on all social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. You can just uh, email me or send me a message there or just uh, leave us a note on our website and we'll get back to you. Outstanding. Hey, listen, Iran, uh, really appreciate the work that you're doing, the education you've left us with on virtual reality, augmented reality, and mixed reality and its potential benefits to the entire health system and, and patients. So thanks for the education and uh, looking forward to staying in touch with you. Thanks again for having me and I'll be more than happy to come back.